Welcome to the Heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com. Here's your host, Steve Strauss. Today we're speaking with Steve McGrath, owner of Yogasaurus in Los Gatos, California. Yogasaurus is the largest and most awarded yoga studio in Silicon Valley. Independently owned since 2002, the studio offers 130 weekly yoga, Pilates, and revolution cycle classes with world-class teachers. Steve, great to have you with us. Thanks very much. Great to be here. So let's start at the beginning. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Yoga Source? My wife, Linda, opened the studio in March 2002, and thankfully, we we met through yoga uh, shortly after that. I became involved in the business pretty much that way really supporting her dream and her entrepreneurial drive. I manage a lot of the day-to-day maintenance of the studio, the development of the business, the marketing, and a lot of the things that are often not quite so easy to manage, which is the the customer service elements of the business and, of course, the, the, the maintenance and, and literally keeping the business running. Tell me a little bit about the early days of Yoga Source. How did you grow it? How did Linda grow it when she started? Because the startup phase is always challenging for people. She opened the studio as a young 24-year-old, went out and got an SBA loan and started from scratch. I came along about six or eight months later and was immediately involved in the studio. We started in a very small space. We had an 800-square-foot practice space. We could fit 28 people maximum, literally kind of mat to mat. And like any small business, we, we grew organically. Small classes became medium-sized. Now we got 10, 12 people. Then a few months later, we had 15, 20 people. And eventually, after a couple of years, the classes were packed. And, and uh, we added more classes. We added more styles of yoga. And then, of course, expanded into the larger and larger spaces over time and, and moved the business into in bigger locations. Despite our size now, we're still looking for opportunities to grow. We're about to open a second location in Morgan Hill, thanks in large part to the support of Bank America and the SBA. Nice. So, um, yeah, you know, it's sort of that classic organic growth story. You know, we we don't take credit for all of it, of course. It always frustrates me when you hear business people t- describe themselves as geniuses when they've taken advantage of, of what the sort of market offers. <laughs> One of the things I love about what you're doing is you, you do something that I suggest to small business owners often, and that is to create multiple profit centers. Namely, you have one way of making money in your business, but what great businesses do is they create a second and a third way so that when one part of your business is down, the other is up and vice versa. And it seems to me that's what you've done at Yoga Source. You started with yoga and now you have Pilates. So you are definitely creating multiple profit centers. Has that been a conscious decision on your part? Yeah, it, it has, and actually, there's there's even more elements to it within within that matrix of the business. If you look at our our business in the early days, we had that very small location, and we when we were we were considering moving to a larger location, we wanted to look and say what are the aspects of this experience that we're delivering at this small location that we can take and we can move across to the larger space and. One of the things we were we had a few lines of clothing that we were custom making for you know t-shirts and and um, you know yoga pants, um, and we thought well maybe if we included a bit of retail, we could really benefit from that. 
And so we built retail into our model, into our next location, our, our second you know, step, as it were, in, in, in expansion. And what retail allowed us to do was it allowed us to differentiate from all the other yoga studios around because it, back in 2005 when we expanded, most yoga studios were a case where you sort of roll up to the door of the studio and your instructor comes huffing and puffing around the corner on their bike and says, sorry guys, sorry guys, I'm late, let me just open the doors. Right. And, and it's not a great experience. And where we are in Los Garros, there's a very high expectation of a very high quality service. And so we said, well, we need to keep the doors open all the time. We need to have staff on location all the time. And one way to pay for that is by having a retail store, so a retail component to the business where the, the profitability of the retail can can help the business, but it also can pay for those employees who are at the front desk selling, and they happen to be always there to check into classes. So we immediately approached Lululemon, which is one of the, at the time was the brand um, in, in yoga apparel, sure. and asked to be a distributor, and, and we are now there largest distribution distribution partner worldwide wow they partner with yoga studios and gyms with a very limited line of clothing and we currently are their largest partner worldwide to sell their basic black yoga pants so it's been very successful for us we've also developed other revenue opportunities we have a very well-developed retreat program where we take people to exotic destinations like uh, you know Tulum near Cancun. We go to Bali. Linda takes a yoga and art retreat to Paris. This year we're going to Florence, Italy, where she takes people to do, who do yoga in the morning and do art visits in, in the afternoon with a guide from someone who is a practitioner at the studio. In addition to that, we are a, tri- we're a teaching institute. So we are a approved teaching institute by the Yoga Alliance, who are the governing body for yoga, which basically means we have the ability to run training programs to educate students and teachers in our own style, um, empowering them to become yoga teachers themselves. So, you know, we have lots of kind of little um, strings of opportunities and revenue parts of our business. That is definitely multiple profit centers. I'm wondering if you could give us, if you had two or three tips about what's worked in your business that you think other small business owners could learn from, what what might they be? I think number one, I would say to people, focus on the experience that you're delivering for your clients. Um, many small businesses get caught up in what their competitors are doing, which is a natural tendency. But I think you really need to focus on the experience that you're delivering. We, early in our process, we went through, uh, we took kind of a page from, from my experience with marketing and HP, where you look at their customer experience. How are people aware of your studio? How do people select your studio to, to visit? What is their experience when they walk in the door as a first-timer? Um, how do they continue to sign up and, and experience classes? And as they develop in their experience, how do you continue to inspire and challenge them and deliver that experience? And so focusing on all the elements of that experience and literally going through an exercise of documenting how you want people to talk about your business in each part of that experience can help you build out that experience. And don't worry about competitors. If you are doing the right thing with your experience, then people may go, but they'll come back if you're you're filling their their needs. The, The second thing I'd say is don't be scared of taking calculated risks. 
you know, yeah. look for those trends in your market. Um, we saw yoga developing as an exercise modality and, and took some risks to expand into that bigger space. That helped us double or triple almost overnight. We tripled our business by, uh, by adding more classes in a bigger location. We added a second practice space and we could have multiple classes at the same time. And I think the third, the third tip I'd say is, if possible, as soon as you can, invest in real estate. Be your own landlord. But try and avoid that burden of paying someone else rent and investing in their property. Make sure, you know, Try and own your own building or your own location as, as early as you can. Steve, if you could do anything different, if you could talk to yourself or, or your wife back in 2002, anything you might suggest that you've learned along the way? I, th- I think it's really important to acknowledge your weaknesses and look for support where you need them. If you're an artistic creative, extroverted, big picture type personality, I mean, that's terrific. And if that's the business you're in and that that suits your business, that's great. But don't be shy to find people who can keep your feet on the ground. Find a good business advisor to help you on those sort of boring accounting kind of business decisions. Balance is very, very important. Steve, if listeners want to find out more about you uh, or your business, where should they go? Just go to com. And I also want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to work not just in your business, but on your business. So keep up the great work. And for more great small business tips, check out Bank of America's online small business community at bankofamerica.com slash SPC. That's bankofamerica.com slash SPC. Thanks for listening to the Heartbeat of Main Street with Forbes Books at ForbesBooks.com and Bank of America at BankofAmerica.com.